Well, I want to welcome uh, John Eldridge to the podcast today. John, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to visit with us today. You know, when I think back to our time at uh, Focus on the Family Institute, where you were uh, one of the one of my teachers, I think of a couple things. One was being in your office with the gigantic Graveheart sword, and as a 20-year-old, I thought that that was about the coolest thing that I had ever seen. And since I've purchased my boys uh, smaller swords, uh, but that was definitely a formative experience in my life. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> definitely remember that. And the the other thing, and I want to. This is what I want to talk to you about. You know, what I remember uh, from our time, this was in the year 2000, so 16 years ago, is that you had recently written Wild at Heart, and that semester you were basically taking us through uh, the book, and that everything that was being shared was fairly new content to me, but what I I found was that my heart was really connecting uh, with that content, and I believe that our podcast listeners, uh, that they also resonate deeply with the themes that you develop there. And, you know, my, uh, of, your, of those first three books, the thing that I really attached to was Journey of Desire. So where I wanted to start was when we t- start talking about desire and that journey, particularly for men and leading marriages, uh, in your, you know, much longer history at this, um, working with people than, than I personally have, what have you found that's helped people, you know, recognize their place in God's story, and really uh, be able to connect with uh, their core passions and core desires. Yeah, I, I think one of the starting places for any person, Jordan, is to begin with the idea that your heart matters to mm. God. Um, life has a way of convincing us it doesn't. You know, I mean, sure. everybody goes through disappointments, and everybody's got. <clears throat> some dreams when they're young that, you know, once you begin to get into kind of the adult trajectory and, you know, disappointments and obstacles and setbacks, then you begin to experience some pain and some loss and, and you can you can forget that your heart matters. Your heart matters um, deeply. It right. matters to God um, and it matters to your life. And the reason I, the reason I want to start there is you know, you, you can't, you actually can't start with discipline. You hmm. can't start with, you know, um, here's what you ought to do. Um, there's a place for those things. Right. But, but you can't live out of that. Hmm. And, and a lot of folks try, a lot of men try, um, and then they lose heart. You know, they lose heart in their marriage, they lose heart with young kids, they lose heart in their career. And, and you got it. You got to go back and pick up your heart, wherever you lost it. You, you got to go back and pick it up because as Proverbs chapter four says, like it's the wellspring of life within you. Right. Like, you need. You need that. It's right. Like, it's your nuclear powerhouse. Right. You know, let's say that a man does that and he begins that uh, personal journey. Uh, it begins to transform um, his marriage. What have, what have you seen as a man continues on that uh, continuum uh, in terms of their heart being set free, living from the heart, uh, like you said, with the Proverbs 4? Uh, and then also, what, what are you seeing and what have you seen over the years, you know, main impediments to uh, men doing that, living from the heart? 
you've got to get you've got to get a couple core answers um, that you were supposed to get from your dad or from the key men in your life when you were young and most of us didn't you you got to you've got to have a really core answer to the question do I have what it takes right am I the, am I the real deal am I a man can I handle my world mm-hmm. because your world starts slamming you, you right know? And right you just you, you just face bigger and bigger challenges you know the problem the problem for example with success is everybody just wants you to do it again tomorrow right you know and and uh, you gotta know who you are you gotta know you gotta know who you are as a man because what happens Jordan guys get into marriage um, and into young marriages in particular and they start looking to their wife totally unconsciously. It's not like we go do this. But sure. We start, we start looking to our wife for the answer to that question. You know, do I have what it takes? Am I, am I coming through? Am I a good man? And, and that's messy because sometimes the answer is yes and sometimes the answer is no. And, hmm. and uh, if the no's start even outweighing the yeses, you know, that's when the marriage starts going south. Right. And, and so if, if you're if you're if you're growing and let's just be gracious and say you know this isn't get get this all taken care of but if we're growing in a direction where we're pretty settled in who we are as a man right then 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 we can we can offer our marriage a kind of stability where you know your wife can say to you you are totally a jerk to my parents last night you know, I can't I can't believe what you just said to my sister or whatever you know right and it doesn't throw you it it, it, it doesn't it doesn't cause a major earthquakes in, in the communication you got to know who you are right um, and, and the other core thing for guys in particular is um, you got to know that you're you are the beloved son yes you do you do have a dad who adores you and and the reason why, like, oh man, um, you know, a whole lot of the chasing of of the pornography stuff, or, or chasing, you know, the success thing at work, or, or gambling, or whatever your particular drug of choice is, like most of that stuff is just a look, is a search for comfort. Right. Like pornography has very little to do with sex. Right. It's 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 mostly about comfort, and and. Like you gotta know you're loved and you gotta know you're good with God, like you are the beloved son, you know, because your heart has to have that settled place. Right. Or, or, or some relief comes walking in your door in some form or another, you right. know, it's alcohol, it's chemicals, it's girl or whatever. And you're gonna be pretty vulnerable to, to those medications if, you, if your heart's not receiving mercy. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Like as I'm listening to you, I'm hearing a lot of identity. I'm actually looking at your continuum that uh, that you uh, taught me and have taught many others. But starting with um, men having a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and, and a beauty to rescue. Like my heart comes alive when I hear 
uh, when I hear that message, looking at the on the female side, uh, that females have a, a desire to be romance, to play an, an irreplaceable role um, in unveiling uh, their beauty, and then moving into you know what you've what you just stated for the guys. Do I have what it takes? I was looking at your so with that as a background, I was looking at your a recent blog post on healing prayer um, at our church in Michigan. That's one of the central places that we try to have people start is with having their heart unlocked, um, have coming into an understanding of who they are as God's chosen um, beloved child. And then we're trying to define mission uh, from a place of be like be who God has created you to be. Don't compare, don't look to the side, etc. And we're finding that as uh, men and women are taking that back into their marriages, it, it's really uh, giving them a lot of help. So what are you finding as you're teaching on, I saw one of your recent books on prayer, as you're talking to people about healing prayer, for some members of the body of Christ, it's a, uh, it's a new term for some, it's a, uh, an older term. But just what, what are you finding as people are on this continuum of their core passions, core desires, identity, and then where that place of healing prayer is playing into all that? Yeah, yeah, that's good, Jordan. Let me, if, we were, if we were able to do a visual thing right now, I'd draw a little graph, like an axis graph. You've got, you know, the vertical and the horizontal. And, 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 and most people try and live on one of those. They kind of, one of them is discipleship, and the other one is wholeness. And you've got folks who kind of understand the wholeness thing, and they've been in counseling, and, and they've gotten some healing prayer. And, and, you know, they've taken advantage of different resources like the Sozo ministry out of Bethel and, and you know, the Father's Heart stuff and different things. And they're getting better, you know, sure. healing from childhood wounds and stuff like that. They, that would be the wholeness folks. And, and then you've got the folks who are kind of more living on the axis. It's a little bit more about, like, discipleship, you know, like, you know, learning faithfulness to Christ and, and learning to, to kind of deepen in your spiritual life. And so... You have a prayer life, and you have a worship life, and you're kind of growing on that. And what I want to say, folks, is you need both. Right. Um, if you're just chasing wholeness, you can't hang on to it if you don't have a life that's growing in discipleship. But that's not where most of the church is, unfortunately. Most of the church is trying to kind of chase this discipleship thing. Uh, be more faithful, go to the marriage conferences, you know, do the parenting thing, like, you know, be a more responsible human being. Um, but the problem is, gang, you can't sustain that without wholeness. Good. And, and, and so that's why, you know, when we're talking about something like healing prayer, you, you've just got to realize that you can't run a marathon with a broken leg. <laughs> right. uh, you you got to heal, you got to get healed up there. Every human being has taken a series of blows uh, just because of the world we live in. You know, it's a broken, fallen world with a lot of evil in it. And and, um, and if you don't tend to your soul, if you don't take serious wholeness, then, then you can't, like, be that parent you want to be. You can't be that spouse you want to be. You can't. You can't cultivate a life with God because it just keeps taking your legs out from under you. Right. You know? Right. And it's your it's your brokenness that keeps throwing you for a loop, and that's why we bring up things like healing prayer. It's one of the one of the resources that Jesus has made available to us. Um, it is to to receive 
usually through others, uh, sometimes uh, just through a guided prayer by yourself, but to receive, you know, the, the comfort and the healing ministry of Christ to these places in your soul so that you can be more wholehearted, what Benet Brown would call wholeheartedness. Right. Um, because as, as we are more wholehearted, then then we can we can enter into the life of marriage and parenting and mission and impact in the world that we want to have. Absolutely. I love that visual of the uh, the different axes of discipleship and wholeness and really want to exhort our listeners to really take what John is saying to heart and wherever you are, uh, whatever type of church that you're in, whatever the condition of your marriage, that that is something that's available. Um, like John said, it's something that Jesus uh, has made available to us by grace um, that we can um, do that we can do both. That we don't have to just focus on one uh, one axis or uh, or the other. That is awesome, uh, John. I want to respect your time. Just in our closing two minutes as you've worked over the years uh, with now different generations of folks, what would you say to the millennial generation, the listener that's uh, in the part of the millennial millennial generation, just as a word of hope and encouragement um, as we close? I know that you've lived through a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen the train wreck of a lot of families and you've seen the train wreck of the church and now you're watching the train wreck of society. Um, I, I know that you have, and I know that's framed a lot of your convictions about what's available. But I think my deepest message to the millennial um, generation is, but there's the kingdom. Mm. I just want to say that phrase, but, but there's the kingdom. There's the kingdom of God. Like Good. Running alongside all that train wreck in the world, there's this other kingdom where there is goodness, and there is beauty, and there is restoration. There's a lot of restoration. Yes. And there's a lot of life available. And, and don't, let, don't let the train wreck shape your expectations. Like, let Jesus and the availability of his kingdom shape your expectations about what's possible for your life, your marriage, your mm-hmm. career, Um, your mission in the world. Right. Totally. Um, That's a great, great closing word um, for our millennial listeners. Um, John, thank you again for your time. God bless you and Stacy. Our listeners can follow you and everything that you are uh, producing and sharing at ransomedheart.com. Is that true? Yeah, ransomedheart.com. Yep. Perfect. So we want to make sure to point uh, people in your direction. And again, just thank you again. So grateful and hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, God bless what you're doing too. Really, really appreciate it. So that was a great opportunity to uh, hear from uh, John and um, just everything that they are doing in in and through Ransomed Heart um, Ministries. And if you're not familiar uh, with uh, John and Stacy's work uh, together, just want to encourage you to uh, check out their resources. Um, actually, I have their website up right now. Great, great stuff. Um, and John has just been a, a great uh, influencer uh, of mine over the years, primarily through his writing. And just want to encourage you to be ministered to as well uh, through his through his resources. So God bless you today, uh, and we will talk. Talk to you again on the podcast next time.